The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Thank you very much. Eamon, good evening. You're listening to The Hard Shoulder here on News Talk, coming to you live from London. Will O'Callaghan is with me from off the ball uh, to look ahead to the weekend's sporting action. But, Will, what can you tell us? What more can you tell us about Simona Halep, uh, the tennis player who looks to have tested positive for a banned substance? Yeah, Kieran, the two time Grand Slam champion has released a statement in the last hour or so vowing to clear her name, saying that she has never uh, knowingly taken a banned substance. The substance in question is an anti anemia drug, which is called Roxadustat. Uh, she tested positive for it in New York at the recent US Open. At the Grand Slam, Halep didn't perform particularly well. She was knocked out in the first round. Uh, but now, following this positive test, where she was alerted by the International Tennis Integrity Agency, she's now been provisionally suspended. Uh, currently standing at the world number nine, but you remember Halep won the French Open back in 2018 and then won Wimbledon in the following summer, is perhaps the most high-profile tennis player to fail a drugs test since Maria Sharapova, which was some six years ago. Um, Halep now saying that she is going to look to be retested and she says that her main concern is trying to clear her name. She says, throughout my whole career, quote, the idea of cheating never even crossed my mind once as it's totally against all the values I've been educated with, end quote. All right, I'm sure, listen, a lot of people be paying attention to that story. Uh, over the next few days, more detail will emerge, I have no doubt. Listen, I've, I've kind of been in a bit of a politics bubble here, Will, for the last couple of days with everything that's been going on. Mm. But I do see images flashing up uh, on TV screens and on my phone of Cristiano Ronaldo and his disappearance from Old Trafford the other night. What is going on? Well, he's made himself the story. In this case, Manny will feel that the Manchester manager, Eric Ten Hag, has possibly played this perfectly because there were plenty of stories during the summer, Kieran, that Cristiano Ronaldo wanted to go to a Champions League club. It seemed that perhaps there weren't that many willing suitors to take him on, or the other side of the argument was that Manchester United's owners wanted to keep one of the legends at the club um, with them at Old Trafford, even at his perhaps declining talents at 37 years of age. And Cristiano Ronaldo was cut a very first straight a figure because he's not been in the first team plans of Eric Ten Hag. He's been sitting on the bench for much of the campaign. It was played down when they played a pre-season friendly against Roya Vallecano back in the summer and Cristiano Ronaldo left before the full-time whistle and people said, ah, it's only pre-season. Maybe he even had permission to go off. And then it reared its ugly head again at the week, during the week when they played against Tottenham Hotspur. One of Manchester United's best performances of the year without Cristiano Ronaldo on the pitch when he went down the tunnel before full-time. And then it emerged in the hours after the game that Cristiano Ronaldo had refused to come on uh, due to his frustration. So as a result, he has now been forced to train with the under-23 side and has been dropped from Manchester United's pretty crucial Premier League game against Chelsea this coming weekend. Eric Ten Hag did a press conference this afternoon. Uh, he said that Cristiano Ronaldo is still an important member of the squad, but you'd have to wonder at this stage, with the World Cup on the horizon in a few weeks' time and a transfer window being available in January, will Cristiano Ronaldo, Manchester United's top scorer last season, a man who won the Ballon d'Or during his first spell at Old Trafford will he still be with Manchester United uh, come the end of January oh, Right it's all very uh, unedifying uh, likewise over at Villa Park uh, poor old Steven Gerrard has lost his job he has, yeah. He was sacked in the back of again. Was a very disappointing result for Villa last night, beaten against Fulham by three goals to nil. Some of Aston Villa's board and one of their owners was watching the game at Craven Cottage and reports that they walked out of the director's box at the point that Fulham went 2 0 up in the game. So you felt it was only a matter of hours afterwards before Stephen Gerrard was going to be relieved of his duties. Very blunt statement coming out from Aston Villa, which was just two lines long, uh, wishing him well in his future endeavours and saying that Stephen Gerrard had uh, left his role. He had to go back to. 
Birmingham on the team bus, which I'm sure wasn't great last night after that defeat. But Villa have had a pretty miserable season so far. They're sitting just outside the relegation zone. Sorry, Will, he got fired and he had to go back on the bus. Surely... Stephen Gerrard could have found a lift. Well, you would have hoped that maybe, yeah, with all of Stephen Gerrard's money, he would have found a hotel room in London for the night and made his way back to Birmingham (laughs) to clear out his house afterwards. But no reports are. He went back on the team bus last night. So I wonder if there was much said after that 3-0 defeat when he was on the way back. But, yeah, Villa have been terrible this year, just outside the relegation zone on goals scored, as things stand. They've won just twice in the Premier League. And Gerrard's record, 40 games in charge, 13 wins across that spell in the 11 months in charge after he left Rangers uh, to join Aston Villa. So, all of his first team coaches were then relieved of their posts earlier today so Aston Villa are going to be going with a pretty much I would think a new regime the far side of the international break Aaron Danks the current first team coach will take charge of Sunday's home game against Brentford and you'd wonder if he might take charge of the other two games before the World Cup which mm-hmm. will give Aston Villa a bit of time to appoint someone uh, Pochettino had been the favourite with the bookies but I would be very surprised if the former Spurs boss ends up the next manager at Villa Park I mean, Where does this leave Gerard? because I, I heard Brendan Rodgers earlier talking about you know what a great job he had done at Rangers I'm not sure it counts for anything to do a great job at Rangers or Celtic really anymore certainly in the context of high end football is there a way back from Gerrard? Well, I think what you're saying without saying it is how much damage does this do for Stephen Gerrard's chance of becoming the Liverpool manager when Jurgen Klopp leaves? Because well, yes. that was the argument when he left Rangers that he was trying to get experience within the Premier League with Aston Villa. Yeah, he went to a team who have brought in a lot of players over the last 11 months. They've got the 8th highest wage bill in the Premier League and they're sitting currently in 16th position. So that perhaps says a lot about Stephen Gerrard. I think because of his profile, Karen, the fact that he is a Liverpool legend, a former England player, he's got such a high profile within the game, even some of the players who signed were citing Stephen Gerrard as a reason for joining Aston Villa last summer I think he'll probably go into punditry for a short spell and find himself back in management reasonably quickly if this is what he wants to do um, you could argue he could have sat there comfortably at Rangers but the Aston Villa experiment has not gone well and I think this mm. is a pretty major setback for Stephen Gerrard uh, In cricket Ireland battered the West Indies yeah, fantastic. I mean, it was a lot more comfortable than I was expecting when I was coming to work this morning. I thought usually when Ireland get these big wins at World Cups, whether it be over 50 overs or 20s, generally it has involved a big run chase or very dramatic sixes towards the end of an inning or Ireland just about holding on. In this case, they win by nine wickets against the West Indies, 15 balls to spare in the end for Ireland as they won incredibly comfortably against one of the top nations in the world. Now, we probably should caveat this by saying that the West Indies, particularly since 2016, 2017, have been kind of generating their squad and there's been quite a bit of change they're maybe not the force they once were particularly at T20 level but still this is remarkable from Ireland who lost their first game in the pool stage of trying to qualify effectively for the tournament proper in the Super 12s to then bounce back and to beat uh, the West Indies and Hobart this morning is a remarkable result indeed Um, they restricted um, the Windies to 146 for 5 which gave them a big chance before Ireland came out Brandon King would not beat in 62 for the Windies it was a very good showing uh, with the ball from Ireland in the early hours of this morning and then Paul Sterling did the damage with the bat the two openers did really well but a half Mm. century for Sterling carrying them over the line and now they can look forward to going on to the mainland in Australia to play against the old rivals England on Tuesday Sri Lanka, New Zealand and England among their opponents in the Super 12 section so that should be pretty exciting over the next week and a half And before you go then Will I mean our boxers continue to make history in Montenegro 
Yeah, going really well. Amy Broadhurst, uh, Tina Desmond and Caitlin Fires all guaranteed of at least silver medals now. They're into finals on Saturday. Broadhurst, who is the current world champion, is having a great year between the Commonwealths, the Worlds and now the Europeans, was winner against the Croatian Sarah Barham in the light welterweight semi-finals. Unanimous decision across all the five judges earlier. In the 70kg, Tina Desmond from Cork, very impressive too. Very one-sided fight for her against the Italian Melissa Gemini. Aoife O'Rourke and Kelly Harrington, who are both, I think, gold medal chances at these championships both having won you know, major medals over the last 12-15 months or so they'll be in action very soon in the evening session now disappointingly earlier today Michaela Walsh and Shannon Sweeney lost out in their semi-finals but they take home bronze and it means that Ireland's team will have a record haul from this game Kieran, of 7 medals beating the 5 that were picked up by the men's team back in the CC in 2010 Alright well listen thanks a million uh, for that uh, stay with us here on the hard shoulder after the break Henry McKean on the growing reliance on food banks. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.